This is episode 266 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel Gonk, not here right now, Monzano, Will, you're all in the, you're all clear, kid, Hagwood. Now let's pull this thing and go home. And Ryan, first day of daycare, Stan Azuski. Yep, Ollie had his first day of daycare today. Arwin. He did all right. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Arwin graduated today, kindergarten. Kindergarten celebration, promotion, whatever they're calling it now. But yeah, it was super cute. It was fun. All right. Down down to the real stuff now. X. <laughs> Um, so announcements and news. If uh, if you didn't hear about it, AMG uh, was supposed to have their mini extravaganza, and then they couldn't because they all got COVID. So that stinks. Just having uh, had dealing dealing with that ourselves here at GSB, but luckily we don't all work in the same office. So um, you know, I was out with it, but. They did drop some nuggets and tidbits on us, uh, specifically the Battle of Yavin pack. So today we're going to go over what those cards are and answer some of the questions that I saw popping up. Like people were excited about the cards, but then, of course, you know, one answer springs other questions and i'd like to address that have that conversation uh with you guys but before we do that i want to let you guys know that our podcast is brought to you by our gold squadron patrons our largest group of supporters patrons have access to patron only channels on our discord and depending on what level you are you get quarterly swag a reminder for patrons quarter two and quarter three are shipping together um due to production issues and everything is in Everything is ready to go. It needs to be packed. My shipper um, will be getting all you guys' information in the next week, and um, things will be going out. So super excited for that. You should be seeing emails with tracking numbers and all that uh, heading to you very, very soon. So the Battle of Yavin. Battle of Yavin, they dropped on us a um, an article that had a bunch of things. Uh, and I did I made a version of the article where I highlighted some things I wanted to talk about, but do we want to just jump into the cards first? Do we think that's the hardest hitting stuff, or do we want to talk about something else first? No, start start with the article. Give us the yeah, overview of why they the have precedence. these cards. All right, cool. So uh, I'm going to show you guys the pretty version because uh, it's the pretty version. And then I'll, I'll look at my boring version here um, because I can actually like <laughs> manipulate it some. Sorry. Bam. All right, cool. Wait, what? Why is there See a that fire? fireball dial? Well, there's a fireball, random and... fireball dial. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, there's two of me now. now there's, th there, there's two of and you. There's, again. And there's no deal. Boop. Boop. Yeah. Boop. There Magic. we go. Uh, and the random fire fireball. That is from this weekend's stream. Uh, there it is. All right. Cool. <laughs> we, we did it. We did it together. Okay. So a lot of words here. Uh, I would suggest if you're curious, go ahead and read them. But uh, what I wanted to start with is – where's my – where's my – what in the world? Please hold, friends. I just had... There it is. Okay. So, um, 
they talk about here that scenario packs are a new type of expansion for X-Wing. And one of the first words that I came across is in the second paragraph, uh, which they actually do just straight up end up telling us later. But they end up saying each each scenario pack contains all kinds of stuff. So we got standard loadout ship cards for the battle and a unique scenario Um which is super cool. So let's tell the people, Will, what is a standard loadout card for somebody who doesn't know what that is? Well, it is a new type of uh, pilot card uh, that includes not only your pilot ability and your ship chassis ability, uh, but also upgrades uh, now available to you all onto one single piece of uh, card. Cool, cool, cool. Now, one of the things they did have a um, – they were answering some questions about these um, in, in different chats. And I believe they had mentioned that, um, that these pilots are going to be usable in the standard game, right? Stan, uh, Stan that, that has oh – yeah. Go yeah, ahead. it's they're going to be available in the standard format as well to be taken. Uh, we don't know the squad points yet, but you cannot change anything about their loadout. It is as is printed on the card. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, you know, the the idea of quick builds was something that existed since the onset of second edition, but it looked very different. It looked very different. Um, I find it interesting that we've have what what I'm gonna what I think is a um, a more usable number one usable version of it, and something that I, if it was in a box of a ship, I'm not immediately gonna throw it in the uh, in the recycling bin because I can actually use it in the regular game, right? So um, they go on to explain a bunch of this. Now, one of the things I, I love the the I got to find this paragraph in when they talk about the, the tie interceptor. It's like they already saw the 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 comments out there like the tie interceptor wasn't at the Battle of Yavin according to the movies. All right, like there was there was all that, and I absolutely love that uh, that they go ahead and and call it out here in the article. You know, while it's true the interceptor didn't appear in the film, uh, they basically go on to say that they worked with Lucasfilm and basically just asked them, like, "Hey, were interceptors anywhere around? Is it a possibility?" And LFL was like, "Yeah." That's cool. They said LFL, uh, we wanted to ensure that scenario packs provide an exciting range of new content, so we worked with LFL and determined that it was likely that the prototype TIE-IN interceptors were a part of the fleet of compositions surrounding the Death Star and that Iden Versio and Sigma Squadron were some of the initial test pilots for these starfighters. So... You know, for for our our canon fiends, all right. For our canon fiends, we have some uh, some some answers there. Right? I know that there were uh, there, there there was. I saw some pretty loud stuff like they're breaking Star Wars or like are they messing with their license? But it's cool that they were able to go and um, and do that. Now, is this, this isn't the first time we've seen the X Wing developers like 
come to a what I'm going to say a deal with LFL to get something in the game. You guys remember the 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 other one of the other ones? Doesn't come to mind immediately. No, the Imperial Raider. That was designed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was designed by Fantasy Flight Games at the time because they wanted an epic scale ship in X-Wing. And uh, now, like, people know of it now because of, like, Star Wars Battlefront. And it's been seen in different films now and all this. Uh, but it, it started with our game, which I think is super cool. Um, and yeah, and then they also mentioned that there are more scenario packs coming. All right. They just, they, they, right at the end of the article, they're like, yeah, cool. More coming right here. But more scenario packs are coming soon. Um, I mean, what, it's off the top of your guys' head, what other, if they did Battle of Yavin, what other Battle of Blanks do you think we could be getting? Coruscant. There you go. That would be a yeah, a lot of prequel ships involved in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Endor as well. Very iconic. Death Star Exegol. 2. Exegol. Yeah. Exegol is everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Escape from Dakar. Basically pick a space battle from any of the movies. Oh, uh, what about uh, the, the opening, uh, like the assault on the Dreadnought from uh, The Last Jedi? The opening uh, conflict yeah. there. Can we wait to get Star Fortresses in? I think that is the escape from Dakar. I think that's basically that it? them trying oh. to get away. If you're leaving the planet because the first order showing up. That was that space battle. Uh, Starkiller base, right? Um, mm -hmm. Escape from Hoth. You know, the space trying to leave and get away from the blockade of Imperial Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle of Scarif. Some nice yeah. stuff to do too. Oh, that's for, for sure. We'll get all those Blue Squadron yeah. X-Wing pilots. Blue Squadron. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Strikers so, and all that. Reapers. Strikers, Reapers. Yes. Yes. Battle of Hoth. That, maybe that's that was, where we get that the um, airspeeder. I'm tempted to say Hoth. Yeah. That would be weird, but I'm pretty cool. Curious. Is this is the airspeeder smaller than an Ada? T was T forty. No, they're bigger. Adas are very small. Carry on. Yeah. So so that you know that's the kind of overview. We'll go over the pilots here uh, in a second. But I also I also wanted to um, bring up a couple of the questions that I saw immediately when this started getting talked about um <clears throat> one of the questions was w will these pilots cost the same as their non-standard loadout counterparts i know i have my opinions i'd like to hear what you guys have to say first though uh i mean i would have to compare side by side but i assume that they are e somewhat equivalent i mean when these were these standardized cards were originally talked about at past extravaganza, I think, uh, when they were talking about all the things in the pipeline, um, it was a combination of they could be cheaper because you can't customize them at all, but they can also have access to slots and upgrade cards that 
the original version can't, which could then level itself back up and increase costs, even though it is a set only um, one loadout. Uh, so it, it could be anywhere. It, my guess is it's more likely going to be the same or cheaper. And I think it's going to be a very rare case where it's going to be more expensive than the customized or loadout uh, choosy version. Because being able to choose whatever kind of loadout you want to put on the ship, barring its uh, points capacity, is uh, still very, very good. Yeah, and one of my one of my thoughts is with when AMG took over um, took over X Wing. I remember specifically it was Simone <clears throat> who was talking about X Wing, and she says that she loved the fact that the pilots had subtitles. She says I'm a huge fan of subtitles, and. Right there, you know, when I was thinking about today's show and thinking about these cards, that when I think about, for instance, Poe, we have Trigger Happy, Flyboy Poe, and Commander, right? So, I mean, these are kind of an extension. Obviously, they're standard loadout, but they're an extension of the subtitle because how are we going to identify them on a on a spreadsheet or quickly, right? You have uh, I'm flying Darth Vader. Which one? The Battle of Yavin. Right, it's an extension of of the uh, of the subtitle system, which I think is really cool. And I think right there that tells us as for what are the points going to cost. I don't know, but they will be di they will be different and or the same. That's that's my answer because e even if it, if these were all just pilots without, um, you know, with let's say just a different pilot ability. They would just have a would have a different subtitle and they'd be pointed more or less depending on where the power curve is. But I think the 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 reason one of the reasons I'm excited about it is because they are adjustable in points, which was a, which was a problem with the original quick build cards. Let me see if I can find a picture of one quickly. But they were those quick build cards were fixed because they had um, what did they, what do they call them? They look like little notches or dashes at the top. Are you talking about rent? They're threat, Threats. yeah, they're threat yes. level, yeah. Yeah, physically on the card, they're like these dashes on the top, and it would range in color as start from an, an orange and then shift into like a, a, a pink or a fuchsia that uh, would increase, like, as you got more threat, it increased in its uh, color towards that pink or fuchsia from an orange. Or you mean yellow, there was actually yellow as a two, orange as a three, and I think pink or fuchsia, and like maybe even red at some point. Yeah. So, so it, I find it funny, you know, in in hindsight, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. That in the transition to second edition, uh, Fantasy Flight Games was like, you know, we're going to make it so that the points can be updated and changed as we balance. But then at the same time, they paired it with a fixed system, which if you remember that first Gen Con where uh, where the quick builds went out, we all looked at Darth Vader and went, this is really good. <laughs> We're Have you ever build... taken a look at the uh, Sunfot quick build card? Yeah, that was really dumb. That one's really dumb too. <laughs> yeah, it's like three. It's like three threat only, and it's got like afterburners and predator and ensnare. It's got everything Sunfot would want at the time. Or yeah, like very low threat. Uh, you're right, though. It is really weird that uh, it's weird now that we think back on it, right? Hindsight yeah. 2020, but 
it was a very it was a siloed format separate from the traditional um format we used in second in the start of second edition now that amg is taking this philosophy as a type of build you can use and integrating it into the normal play on mm. top of it also just being easier to use for a new player so it is yes. easier and inviting for a new player they can actually think about and be like man this is the battle of yavin like this version of this ship yep um that's that's actually pretty cool and as we go forward and get more of these scenario packs and we get scenarios that have uh two or two or three different scenarios that have the same pilot but they have their different versions it sounds cool to like oh did you did you bring the battle of endor luke or the battle of yavin or the battle of endor wedge or the battle of yavin wedge like oh no i brought this one because i thought this was cool and worked with this one like oh yeah that one's another great too like then you have like so much stuff mm-hmm. gives you more playability with the same ship models right that's the most expensive thing that we invest in all right now the other question that came up quite a bit was what about my ships i want new ships give me the ships um and I, my my response to that now we had various levels of that question all the way from like oh i hope they're working on new ships to be like look you see this is proof they're not working on any ships bottom of the barrel the barrel's empty there's nothing there um but i think there's a couple of realities that we have to remember uh one they have openly admitted that producing ships takes time Right when they first got on board, they're like, "Yeah, production timeline for 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 a new ship is something going to be like one and a half to two years." Like they just they flat out and told us. All right, I personally think this is a, a good on them being able to get out brand new X-wing content that is theirs so fast. Th these are significantly quicker to print and mass produce than a plastic model it's just the truth so um it was a solution to get product out sooner and i, I would guess my guess is that sh amg design ships around the corner at some point um but they're they're gonna have some hold me over product things like this the battle of yavin um to get them there because they got a they got a tool you know, got a tool and produce ships all the shipping fiascos all the things other thoughts on that question friends i mean they i i have two sides to this one like they they being asmo day gave x-wing to what is now a miniature studio mm -hmm. so it seems pretty silly to have a miniature studio not making miniatures but then again though armada also is a complete game uh so uh i'm not really sure if we are going down the armada route or should there still be some new models on the way i mean obviously i'm hopeful uh that there will be so much uh more content available i mean new tv shows new movies uh plenty of new star wars stuff to get these from um so it seems inevitable but my fear is that 
uh, uh, X-Wing. We'll never, we'll never get another model. Um, it'll happen. Only get... It'll happen. <sighs> well, I hope so. <laughs> it'll happen. And like, I see there's some, somebody in the chat. Danger Man was like, but it's been two years. I get, listen, they had the stuff that FFG designed, right? Like that was already in the pipeline. But there was like a mass takeover for the game, right? Like it's a big transition. Uh, the fact that they had something, I think the fact that they had something uh, to be announced like as the next step at all, I think it's thumbs up. Because they think about the work that these people have been doing. They updated the rules reference. Yeah, they completely rehauled the game. You know, they're, like there's stuff going on. And on top of that, in my opinion, um, like if you've never had anything produced all right so i i've gotten you know prizes made and all that really do not forget that we just we are just barely getting out of the of the of the there's words i can't really use in the podcast but the craziness that was production for anybody on any scale over the last couple years yeah I think I think we're still on track. I think we're okay. We're okay. Now, Ryan, the other thing that people have been saying, it's like, well, there are no more ships. What ships? It's over. It's the end. You have any response? Ha. <laughs> sure. <laughs> One, we still got some we know of now. Two, as you just said, there's some more stuff in the Star Wars pipeline of churning on the from the mouse. All right. You know, you got I mean, just the Obi-Wan TV show. Got a couple ships in there. You're like, that could be an X-Wing. <laughs> but I mean, if we go down like, uh, you know, we, we kind of put together our own little list of stuff that um, kind of remind us like, all right, what are the things that aren't in the game yet? From the Republic faction, you got Counselor Class Space Cruiser, you got the Twilight, uh, a couple of their shuttles of varying types that they've had. You see them flying Clone Wars, Ada Class, Theta Class, uh, I think there's one more that's used to carry troops more so. In the Separatists, you got the, the Sheathapede, came out for the Rebels first, but is technically a Separatist ship before that. Uh, the Umbaran Fighter. We got Nantex. Why can't we have Umbaran fighters? We got Asajj's ship, the Genevex Fanblade. Mm -hmm. um, will we see the Snowspeeder in, Re in the Rebel Alliance? Maybe. It is about the same size of the Ada. Um, it's actually a tad smaller. Uh, I mean, if, if the Striker is supposed to be a predominantly in-atmosphere ship, we can see the Snowspeeder. Well, yeah. It'll be fine. Um Scum, I mean, Dion, go ahead. You, you say it. it's one of your favorites. The Archangel, give it to me. Let's go, Dr. <laughs> Afra. Also, you like basically pick a bounty hunter and, and, and their ship. Like there's still plenty of bounty hunters we haven't done. We got Hondo's uh, flying saucer that we saw. I have no idea if that thing is massively too big, but the gauntlet's massively too big for most I of X-Wing anyway. So whatever. Scale, just throw it out the, throw it out the window. It's fine. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Brian, had you wrote here the with the wizard ship? No, I I put the wizard oh, ship. Was, there you go. That's like no spoilers, though. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. So Mando's Nab uh, Naboo Starfighter. Uh, what else? Will Someone's gonna be mad at you about that. 
somehow. Uh, well, that's fine. Uh, it's, too late. Uh, it's been the, like it's been months at this point. Uh, the G X one short hauler, uh, which we already saw in uh, an AM an Asmo Day product outer rim. Uh, could be a potential scum ship as well. What about some of the other factions? Uh, I mean, the the Imperials having uh, so many variations of ties from Legends, uh, plus the the pack everybody is actually asking for the tie bomber in Lambda. I. If I'm not mistaken, the last of the uh, original trilogy, in fact, probably just all movie uh, of the, uh, yeah, of the original trilogy, the only ships remaining, the TIE Bomber and the Lambda, mm -hmm. put them together, make it a special pack. Uh, seems so easy. Uh, it's printing money, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Uh, though in the sequels... Uh, we did see most of that Battle of Al Azagal ships be new. Uh, First Order had the Thai Daggers, the Doritos ones, <laughs> the uh, uh, the Night Buzzard, the Knights of Ren's shuttle that they flew around in, uh, then the Thai Echelon, um, best known for its Galaxy's Edge appearance, uh, possible shuttle as well. Uh, but then that that battle of Azagal for the resistance has everything you could imagine, uh, including um, B wings. Uh, but also, you could go the other route, and because we have the fireball, we could see the other racers out of. Uh, is that TV show just called Resistance? Yep. Yep. Okay, I didn't know if it had a subtitle or something like that. Uh, but they have also some pretty cool models. Uh, that could be, I guess, a scenario pack. Yeah. It was uh, racing around uh, Colossus Station. <laughs> could even turn into like, so there's that droid soccer kit. You could have a mm -hmm. racer's kit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. It could be uh, an inspiration for a new scenario. There you go. And the the other one that showed up in the in the Star Wars Resistance was the T eighty five X wing. All right. Mm, true. So we I mean, missed this one, but uh, mentioned twice in the chat the the specialized Omicron shuttle from the Bad Batch series. Yes. Yes. I mean, the, it, it's an isn't it an Ada class shuttle? No, they said it's actually an Omicron, which is, is weird, but it's, it's a different Omicron design. Okay. And they, like, shaved its top wing off. Yeah. Well, I mean, e either way, we just mentioned, like, three or four different ships for every faction. Like, there's, there's still stuff there, and there is content coming, right? There's content being made for Star Wars actively. Um, so we'll get more stuff. And I know we were a little light on Rebels, but I'm expecting to see some ships during Andor. I need some ships during Andor, that, that TV show. Um, yeah. We got, we, got, we got some stuff. We got some stuff uh, to, to go through. And um, I'm excited for when, when we get it. Now the other thing that people have been have been mentioning uh, being like well why why haven't they just been doling out the reprints then in because 
that could be easy, right? That could be very easy, just going black box reprints. Um, but I think it's easy to forget that Fantasy Flight stopped doing those reprints in the first place. And f while they never came out and said it, why do you think... Here's the watermelon, guys. Why do you think they stopped reprinting them? Didn't sell enough. Simple. They're reprints. Um, mm -hmm. a lot, if most of their player base already has the physical models, not a lot of them are going to opt into the reprints. I, my guess is the most... If I were to take a shot in the dark as the most popular reprinted ships, it's any of them that gained the wing mobilities. Your B-wings, mm -hmm. your X-wings, and your Fang Fighters. Yep. People, like, I bought the B-wing just to have, like, the little flappy wings. This is mm -hmm. really cool. And it could spin around the head. I was like, man, this, this B-wing is so mobile. So cool. <laughs> like, I put it on the table, and I put in all these different things as I flew it around and everything. Yeah. But we don't need, you know... Y if it was a brand new ship, you would have bought two, maybe three of them, right? Some people, you have those players who are like, I buy as many as I can fit in the squad. Like, with the reprints, and I know, like, th there is a lo the logic being like, but what about the new players? Yeah, but what about the money? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just the, the reality is the people who are actively playing the game, if you don't, you don't sell, you don't sell. Um, so I think likely if if i if i you know could be a fly on the wall with conversations that happen with reprints is there needs to be some type of strategy around the re-release that can get us to pay for it you want to know you how to do that you make scenario packs like the one we're getting with battle of yavin yeah. you know that lambda shuttle and tie bomber might sync up really well with in the future either battle of endor or escape from hoth there you go so you know i i i'm sure these are conversations that have have been had on the business side but i mean that's that's a, a money a money issue but now that we got through the the nitty-gritty the the hard to talk about let's look at cards all right let's do that <laughs> that's <the fun> part. <laughs> so i'm gonna head over to our discord we do have a new card images section so we're just gonna we're just gonna head over there boom shaka laka i think we actually have an individual oh, there we go we'll start we'll start right there Will, feel free. Pick one. Which one do you want? Ooh, I'm going to take the Darth Vader. So, this is Darth Vader. Battle of Yavin. Flying his advanced X1. Has the same chassis ability we're all familiar with. The advanced targeting computer. Uh, roll an extra red dice. Uh, change a hit to a crit. Pretty standard there. Uh... He's got the same action bar, focus to red barrel roll, lock, white barrel roll. Um, but his stat line's a little different. Uh, two attack, three agility, three hull. All pretty standard for uh, the Imperial tie. But uh, this Battle of Yavan gets that shield upgrade for free. He's got three shields and three force. Uh, now he does have a new ability. Well, uh, is it new? While you perform an attack, you may spend one force to change one blank result to a hit. 
It's very, very similar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Without the defensive uh, restriction, mm-hmm. I guess it's the attack only restriction. Um, so uh, that is definitely new and different. Uh, in addition to that, though, it does have the upgrades uh, marksmanship for crits in the bullseye, heat to get force back when suffering damage, and afterburners uh, to do a boost when you do a three to five speed maneuver. Uh, so, man, the lack of two things for this Darth Vader fire control system to keep your locks. Mm-hmm. and the multiple actions uh, where you could trigger together locks and then uh, into a bear roll. This is a cheaper so, Vader, right? This is a cheaper Vader? Uh, I mean, I think? have to assume that this this might be the one that's a point cheaper than yeah, I, this, standard this, loadout. Uh, this I'm pretty X1. sure is not going to be the same as seven point currently seven point x1 vader this I, definitely feels a point less maybe even yeah. two that seems a little far for no. me though no six points feels about right on this it's one st- it's um, still an i6 right like it's still still an i6 uh the, but you're missing out on uh the availability of your tech slot and like oh. i said that the the best thing you can do in my opinion for vader is lock spend his f- single force to do the focus linked into the roll. So one stress, one force, and you've taken all three of your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, this guy's gonna feel a little bit uh, slow um, comparatively, which makes sense. You don't need to be barrel rolling in the trench. Look at what that one TIE fighter uh, got for trying <laughs> to barrel roll. <laughs> Messed so, it all up. Was a bad day. Was a bad, was a bad day. day. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what about Luke Skywalker? All right, Luke in the Battle of Yavin, uh, his stat line is the same. There's no shield upgrade in this Luke. Just three attack, two agility, four haul, two shields, two force. Keeps the same pilot ability. After you're declared the defender during attack, you may recover force charge. But has gained, basically, the ship itself or the pilot is gained hope, a.k.a. hopeful, talent after another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed you perform a focus or boost action so very thematic with the whole you know trying to take down the death stars skies are being taken down we got we got to keep our hope for the 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 movie a new hope mm-hmm. to destroy the death star in the valley of uh it's instinctive aim which is the same so you got to be very careful on some of these wordings. Some of these will catch you later. If there actually is a new thing about them. Proton Torpedo is still standard. An R2G2 Astromech. After you reveal your dial, you may spend a charge, which is two. Then gain one disarm token to recover your shields. Same R2. But to note, this Luke has something called attack speed. Because there is no servo motors as foils on this Luke. In a way, it's kind of built in, but kind of not, because it's not the same. Attack speed is after you fully execute a three or four straight maneuver. You just go in straight. You may perform a boost with a one straight. So not a boost action. So like the ailerons, it's just boost. And on top of that, uh, it's only the one straight. So you're basically doing either a five straight because it's a three plus a, plus your base and a one 
and then mm -hmm. or or you're doing a six straight because you're doing a four plus your base plus a one. So you, you're just going straight very fast. <laughs> zoomy, Besides zoomy. that, you are just a base X swing with no. Um, I did. I did notice one small detail. Uh, this RTD2 only has two charges versus oh, the three. three. Right. Mm -hmm. See, I knew I missed something. Thought there was something first. Different. First slight change on that. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool, pretty cool. I mean, you got to keep them alive in the trench. Well, they did say, if you read the um, <clears throat> the, the scenario pack article, uh, it does mention that there is a trench run aspect to it. Like there's they, – they haven't exactly spoiled what it is, but you are trying to blow up the Death Star as part of the, the theme. I don't know how that works on a 3x3, three three, but it will be fun to find out how they did it. All right? Pretty cool. Let's keep it going here. So – um, as we go here, we have Aiden Versio, one of those tie interceptors. Uh, initiative four. Uh, we'll notice here three attack, three agility, three hull, like normal. But we got a shield on this Aiden Versio, and she has uh, two charges, two charges that are recurring. So one at a time, though. One at a time. But it's a slightly different ability, okay? A slight, a less powerful ability, but still, uh, you can use it now every other turn. Before a friendly tie at range zero to one would suffer damage, you may spend two charges. If you do, prevent one hit or crit result. So pretty, that that is a lot of a uh, lot of flexibility. It works on herself as well uh, as others. We have sensitive controls on these uh, or on this tie interceptor during the system phase. You may perform a red barrel roll or boost. Action bar is still the same. Focus evade roll boost. And then for the built-in upgrades, we have predator getting that re-roll in the bullseye. And then we have a new talent called fanatic. All right. Will sound familiar here in a minute, but while you perform a primary attack, if you are damaged, you may change one focus to a hit result. Very similar to Fanatical from the First Order. Not quite, but uh, it's. I think for First Order, they say not shielded, and this is damaged, right? So you got to be slightly more worse along. Yeah, Pretty that, cool. that item ability, because it can work every other turn and it's not once per entire game, um, and can work on any tie and not just a tie LN fighter. I mean, there's... I, I, the original item ability is probably still better, but this isn't far off by any means. Mm -hmm. Because... Preventing a single damage, like blank. That's it. Like hit or crit, you get to choose, and it's range zero to one, and it, it, that does include yourself. Uh, and it's any tie, which is most of the ships in the entire empire. That's 
a lot of really good I mean, it's the equivalent of just gaining a focus evade. Um, mm -hmm. and then, but also having Hera's ability at range one to give it to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, this is... I If I were to guess, because uh, granted, this is an Iden in the Interceptor. This is basically a whole right. new ship. Oh, yeah. Because we, we don't have a baseline of like, well, what's the customized version cost? Like, there isn't a customized Interceptor Iden Versio. Mm -hmm. uh, but this definitely feels like a five-point Interceptor with that ability. I mean, with the shield upgrade as well. Like, so now you, you're essentially five health um, in the opening salvo. Yep, I could I could see it. Though I I do have a question though. Yes. Uh, and this comes about the ship ability, sensitive controls. Mm -hmm. uh, we see it here no longer as a configuration. Now, what is your guesses on if I can bring an auto thrusters uh, interceptor with this card in standard? I think you probably could because the the actual card sensitive controls right I almost look at it as like different subtitles it's mm -hmm. the upgrade sensitive controls says everybody's got to have it but this is just right. isolated to this one pilot at least that's the way I look at it Ryan any yes. any other no I, I don't think there's any confusion or issue i mean we, we actually uh had a similar thing going on already within the separatist faction uh the rogue class starfighter cad bane has dead to rights all the other droids have network calculations so the question was can you equip independent calculations on your network droids if you have cad bane in the list because then you can't technically standardize all of your rogues to have independent calc because Cad Bane doesn't have dead to rights in the first place. Mm -hmm. So there was confusion. I think the came to the general conclusion that it's standardized for the ships that have network calculations to get independent calculations. Um, similar to the Interceptor, they're going to be equipped... Like, this Iden has sensitive controls but not the upgrade that says it's standardized. Mm -hmm. The upgrade that says it's standardized takes takes all the interceptors that do have auto thrusters, changes them. Now, whether they... I, I wonder if all TIE interceptors now, when they come out with this, will be sensitive controls versions or not. Because like, what happens then if you take a standardized one that is reversed? It's auto thruster, but then you take a customized interceptor and make it sensitive controls <laughs> that's where it's like uh i i feel like they're they would have to yeah that's weird that if they ever do then droids what their old decision on that will be well maybe because uh, i i assume i can't add upgrades to this standardized loadout that doesn't make any sense so what does yeah. it mean for the rest of your ships in the whole list if you want their customized versions and if they want the standardized upgrades sounds like we'll I, only I, be getting sensitive controls then if you for interceptors or they'll clarify wording in some capacity yeah.
Can I do? Can I say I do like? I really like the art on this one. It's, I mean, it's obviously it's a ship flying and shooting. But if you look at the uh, the glass here, you have the reflection of the X wing that she's chasing. So uh, super cool. Let's go ahead and have Marcel break down Pop's Crail for the Y wing Battle of Yavin. Good evening, Marcel. Glad you make it. Good morning. Um, so don't <laughs> eat. I, I had some uh, very delicious Thai uh, fried rice. Uh-huh. Uh, watched Obi-Wan and passed out for about two and a half hours. It was perfect. Um, so, uh, yeah, now I'm ready to, ready to podcast. All right. <laughs> What are we talking about? Pops Crail, Battle of Yavin. Uh, while you perform a, a what is that? A rotation? A turret. Or what do you call that? A turret, turret arc. Still half asleep. While you perform a turret arc attack, you may reroll up to two attack dice. And it comes with a standard loadout of Ion Cannon turret. Uh, you guys already know what an Ion Carrot Ion Cannon Turret. <laughs> Ion Carrot Turret. Oh, I love it. Uh, words. Words are hard. <laughs> and then Advanced Proton Torpedo. Um, again, you guys are already familiar with what Advanced Proton Torpedo does. And then an R4 Astromech to decrease the difficulty of your speed one and two basic maneuvers. Um, so the you're gaining some benefit on the ion, not necessarily any additional benefit on the advanced proton torpedo. Uh, I mean, it, it's good. It's it, it it's like the uh, resistance flywing that basically almost always is guaranteeing that it 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 hits on its um, on its on its ion cannon. So, mm -hmm. I mean, no no hate on it. Does it, does I'm, it, does, I'm conflicted does the, on what do the, uh, Sorry, do the, does the action bar, is it any different or is it just like nope, a regular? Same, same thing. Same. Same. Oh, wait, it also has hope. Uh, actually, let me read that. Hope. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, you may perform a focus or boost action. It's interesting that they included it there instead of including it, including it as an elite pilot talent or talent slot all, um, all of the battle of yavin uh, have that chassis ability oh, okay so the all, so well, all the and true uh, true i would get i would guess that it's probably all of them it's a, right. a good specifically the x-wings and y-wings right now. yeah oh well yeah i mean does han have it we'll find out in a bit uh my only my, my only uh, problem with pops is what action are you trying to take? Because uh, if you take focus to try to do two mods on your ion cannon, you might miss out on that advanced proton torpedo. But if you're only taking locks chasing that advanced proton torpedo, uh, you might be wasting your rerolls on your ion cannon. Mm. But I guess it I mean, depends. You, you could in one of the early turns. Take a lock on your intended target, and if they end up in your turret arc, just take your free rerolls, re and then keep the lock around and just say, "Still got it. It's waiting for you." Well, I'm going to say that there are plenty of rebel options, and you said you haven't gotten to Han yet. 
but there's plenty of rebel options that give you a second action from Lando, Fenrau, uh, so there's um, the other Y-Wing, uh, what's his name, the one that gives you a free target lock, Dutch. Dutch, so there's plenty of ways to get both the focus and the target lock on this ship. Plenty of coordinators. Yep. I mean, I, I do like uh, taking the lock uh, and then triggering hopeful to either boost into range one or get the focus double modded. Uh, that seems very good. Uh, but I don't know. Do you do, will you put the turret in the front then for range two? No, so you I, leave it I to the side. The side, I think. I mean, it, it, the, the ability is basically the, the same exact end result of <clears throat> when Grievous is shooting out of someone's arc. You're rerolling mm -hmm. two attack dice. It's already considered to be pretty strong by itself. So, um, what you could do is utilize that Ion Cannon turret to help set up coming back around with that advanced proton torpedo. Um, you may not get it exactly the next turn or even uh, a couple turns after, but it's one of those things you like once you got that lock you're just a shark waiting like you're all you're just the the, the threat of the advanced proton torpedo because once you have that lock and it just hold and you just hold on to it and just keep using your rerolls with the ion cannon turret and just focusing the entire time whatever that ship is that's still alive like don't 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 be in front of me range one <laughs> be a bad place be a bad place all right there's pops Next, we have Han Solo. Will. All right. Han Solo, obviously, in the Millennium Falcon, though this one says modified. Uh, I have questions about that as well. But anyways, same stats, three attack, dice, bow tie, one agility, eight hull, five shields. Uh, but this one has four non-recurring charges uh, and has the ability then after performing an attack that hits you may spend one charge to perform a coordinate action uh, so uh, that's very good uh, timing to coordinate which is during combat can't get better board knowledge than uh, that uh, in addition, though, has the ability a solo. While you defend or perform an attack, if there are no other friendly ships that range zero to one, you may spend one of your charges to reroll one of your dice. So now you have options. So for that pool of four charges, are you going to be coordinating, uh, or are you going to need to use those rerolls to make sure that you can hit uh, to perform? that coordinate action. Uh, so that's very interesting, uh, the limitation of both of those abilities. Uh, going on to the upgrades, uh, we have Chewbacca, of course. After you perform an evade action, which is on their action bar, uh, you may perform one focus, or you may gain one focus token. Wow, can't stress enough about how good that is. Uh, we'll quickly move on to Rigged Cargo Shoot. I think we're all familiar with that as an action to drop it behind you. Millennium Falcon title is the same. Uh, defending, if you're evading, you get to reroll a uh, defense dice. Uh, but this is new, a little 
blend of the scum version l337's programming if you're not shielded decrease the difficulty of your bank maneuvers so uh, now it does not have the engine upgrade you are stuck with that red boost but uh, you can get uh, better banking once your shields are down once you made that initial pass uh, on the trench and you, uh, you try to get out of there try to get home uh, you can use L33's programming uh, and some boost actions to really get some speed underneath the uh, uh, man, I to me, while the the four charges are so good, uh, I just can't get over the Chewbacca action, uh, focus and evade, and you have rerolls for defense, uh, but then you only have limited rerolls for your Han Solo ability. Uh, this guy is going to be very good out there, uh, and that's before he even starts coordinating. Man can do it all by himself. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be one heck of a ship. Yeah. So pretty, pretty awesome there. I also, I got to say, I love the theme. Got to love the theme here. Them throwing in, you know, Chewbacca obviously helping them. But the L337, like, that, it made me go, oh. Like, just because it huh. hasn't, it hasn't been recognized, you know, that, 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 that bridge between, a solo a star wars story and an episode four so this you know does, does a little bit of that even the uh pilot ability it's like literally the like when when han shows up shoots the tie fighter hits it and it goes careening off and luke's able to go and shoot the proton torpedoes at the death star uh hole it's just after four second hits he hit that tie fighter and he said, Luke, let's blow this thing and go home. So like he's literally coordinating him. Go go do the thing. <laughs> I coordinate you a focus. Let's do it. <laughs> love it. Love it. I do expect this to be pretty pricey, though. Uh, it, as it no. should be. No, this will be the same eight points, I think. Eight? Yeah. Yeah, this, this is this is more in the realm of the same price cost of the current Han Solo. Yeah, because honestly, Han Solo's ability to reroll all their attack dice and the option to have Bistan on your Falcon and uh, um, customize. We need a name for like choosing your loadout now. If these are standard loadouts, customized loadouts. Customized loadouts. And uh, Will, by the way, I did look up uh, the Rebel Falcon is the modified 1300. I know there's like seven Sca different there's titles. scavenged and scavenged, customized. Modified, What's customized? Customized, customized is, is the scum is, one, isn't is it? Scum one. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Mm -hmm. so Good to know. That my dials will reflect the same. Ship. I think if you remember it, when Han talks about the Falcon, he's like, "I made a lot of special modifications myself." Mm, that's right. Um, but I, I think this Han really shows off. I mean, Iden did a little bit too. Uh, both of them really show off the fact that, you know, when we were thinking standardized pilots, like, all right, they're just going to put the pilot and they're going to just fill the upgrade slots for us. Maybe there'll be a, an upgrade slot or an upgrade that they normally can't get that it'll have on the ship, right? Like, maybe uh, one of the Adas will get auto blaster back, but only mm -hmm. one of them and they can't do like the giant crit chain or whatever, right? Right. Um, but this went like way over the bar that I was expecting. They gave completely new abilities to the pilots multiple in han's case 
um, even though they kind of dual work together in some aspect based upon his charges. They also gave some of these ships like upgrades that don't exist or at least don't exist in the state that they that they do right now. This Chewbacca is bonkers. But I mean, it's it's perceptive co-pilot and Jenner. So uh, without yeah. without the decisions, more or less. It is, it is a big deal that he specifically needs you to do an evade action. So this Han can't bump, do a focus and get an evade, like I'm perceptive, right. just Jin or so can. But it's, I, it, I think it's still really good. It's, um, it's very, very neat. I, I'm a fan. I love it. Somebody said. And like you said, the L3 programming, like that card is meant to be like, a, was meant to be a dual facing card. It just took one of the sides and put it on the ship because you're right. That's the theme. Like, Programming's in the ship. I'm I'm really excited for more of these now. Um, I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but I remember when people were clamoring for more card packs. Is that not enough for you people that all were like, where's my ships? Where'd they go? AMG's not making my ships. I need more card packs. Gimme, gimme, yeah. gimme. Like, we got one card pack, and the community was like, now oh, let's get more. Now we get a, a scenario card pack, and they're like, whoa, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, because no. we've, we've gotten the... Both Pride of Mandalore and uh, Hot Shots and Aces before that were that yep. were card only. Yeah, I think both of those went over pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Now the other thing that we did get is we got the back of the box, which does have two pilots that we don't have fully spoiled. I mean, it shows the name and a very blurry version of the ability. So this is Dex. Uh, and the last name, uh, I don't know his last name, but Dex, uh, and it looks like the ability might be while you defend, if there is at least one other friendly ship at range zero to one, you may re-roll one defense die. I think it's roll one additional defense die. Yeah, I think it's roll one additional. Ah, uh, there it is. There is roll one additional. It's Evan Verlaine, but just like a thousand times better. You're not spending a focus to do it. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. And we also had. I think his last name is Tiree. T i r e e. The, the that's the same Dax as uh, Luke's gunner. I guess that's what you would call that position. Wait, is that is that that's, that's different guy? I think is that's Dak. It's gotta be different. Dak. Yeah, yeah, Dak is is the is the Hoth. I could take the whole empire by myself, and I just think of the Family Guy. Up mm, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. And then Porkins. We got Porkins. Will. Well, give me a second to enhance. Enhance. <laughs> uh, Porkins does have uh, the advanced proton torpedo. His iconic droid R five D eight. Uh, with the same uh, ability, but only two charges. Uh, has the ability, uh, after you gain one stress token, you may roll one attack die if the result, oh, uh, to remove the stress. On a hit result, suffer one. So that's exactly the same. Same ability. The difference here is the unstable, overtuned engine, overlight. 
Sublight. Some, I can't see that second yeah, one. I can't see what that is. Some type, yeah. Unstable something engines. Anyways, says, after you defend... Are destroyed. It looks like are destroyed. Oh, are destroyed, yeah, okay. Uh, you perform may perform a one... a one forward maneuver, then each object... At probably range one, suffers the damage. Probably built in dead man switch or something. Right. Move <laughs> With a boost, a dead man boost switch. Uh, which cool. seems pretty cool. That's speculation because we can't see past it. But yeah, yeah it'd be pretty neat. Is it? It's it says what you boost it, after it destroyed. It right? doesn't say. It says you must perform. Oh. So yeah, so you must look perform out. a one. So. Because he's trying I'm to sure. spin out a little bit longer i can hold it i'm sure he can hold it i'm sure we'll never see that ability <laughs> well, that's super cool that's super cool so those are the um oops let me get this out of the way those are the the pilots that we got revealed there i think overall um like i'm I'm really excited by, by these. Like, this seems like a, a great way to get new content and uh, and breathe a little life into uh, into pilots that we've already gotten. Now, something that I forgot to mention, in for the scenario of the Battle of Yavin, it's not 20 points on each side. I'm not sure if you guys saw that. It's 35. 35 points. It's... it's uh, it, it's not quite epic scale. It's like half epic scale, right? So no, is that how that works gotta out? It's got to be epic. That's almost double your list. Yeah, yeah but I mean, epic before was you had one, uh, like in, in 1.0, you had 100 points. And then you had 200. And you built to 300. Three? Right, yeah, they did five in second edition. Yeah. Uh, for most scenarios, we would run 500. Oh. Uh, though the epic scenarios pack had a bunch of different fluctuations on that yeah so not hard to say what the standard was um but yeah it, epic's normally about twice as much so that's gonna be fun uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh to running that probably do that here at the gsp studio have marcel over yeah, that sounds fine, actually. Push some ships around. Battle of Yavin. Are you going to fly the Empire or the Rebels? Which one? Uh, probably the Empire. I, I didn't see all of them, but some of the Empire ones looked fun. That Aiden, Aiden Verso Interceptor is what I guys. rolled in on. Makes sense. <laughs> so you want to coordinate? Cancel, this, cancel results. <laughs> no coordinate here. Now, this is a great question. First time caller asked, do you think the ba the Battle of Yavin will be on a 3x3 three three or a 3x6? Three Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't answer knows. the question. I, 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 feel like, I feel like that... Uh, I, I'm calling 3x3. Three three. Yeah, I don't think they're going to extend it that big. I think it's 3x3, three three, but what's stopping... Anyone, if it feels too too jammed, what's stopping anyone from just doing a three, like a four by, you know, whatever, just make whatever length you want. Take a two mats together and Nobody. set your own boundaries. That is going to be a lot of ships, though. Like, even if the average ship count is five cost, or that's what I meant, average ship cost is five. 
Uh, that's still going to be 11 ships on both sides. It's the it's the Battle of Yavin, man. It was a lot of ships around. It was a lot of it's a lot of ships. It's gonna be a lot of ships. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other wait, no, that's that's not how math works. It's not seven, seven ships per side. Not not eleven. My math was off. And then we also did get the back of the box. Okay, like I said, uh, and it shows here. What is that? Is that ten pilots per? Uh, ten pilots per. I mean, do you think is the Battle of Yavin just going to be all of these pilots versus all of these pilots? Yeah. Like you just play with all the toys. If they, if this is thirty-five three, four, five, points, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I guess there's ten pilots. So unless a couple of them are four points, uh, yeah, you're not going to get a lot of fluctuation. Yeah, because ten times five is fifty. 50. So. You're still about three ships over that 35 limit if most of them are around the four or five area. Cool, cool, cool. Maybe you have to skip out on one or something like that. That that sounds that sounds cool. You know, actually, uh, even with 35 points, uh, regardless of how it works, I mean, this feels like it would be... Um, there's enough points out there. There's enough flexibility. Again, you can kind of modify your own list. This doesn't seem like it's going to be a tournament type game. It's going to be more no. like a like a scenario, um, just for fun. There's, there's. I don't think there's anything stopping us from taking five ships each and just putting everything on the board on an epic, on an epic one, and two on two. Yeah, Battle of Yavin. Battle of Yavin with all ten ships on a on an epic mat, and yeah, go at it as a as an epic match. Um, and then a, a question here that came up in the chat, Lambo, asking about the two oversized scenario exclusive upgrade cards. Um, do you guys think is that like an like alt arts essentially? Is what that. It says upgrade card. I have to assume that uh, those are going to be your proton torpedoes. Uh, the like, um, uh, like scenario or, specific, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it does say ex scenario exclusive. So I had to assume that it's going to be like red leader or uh, gold leader or something like that, right? That Enter you're preparing. The yeah, yeah some, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, like if you if you are range one of a trench token, flip this card and then you're in the trench. Yeah, or something. I have to assume it. Something to do with the uh, scenario. Why they're oversized? Great question. Yeah, for, for it's probably you know what I, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess will kind of going off of your off of of what you said is it might be an upgrade card that applies to your whole squad, and that's why it's maybe bigger. Oh, like one for each team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. I'm sure. I I have to assume that that's where the scenario rules are gonna be, uh -huh. just to make it easier, right? Yeah. Yeah, like in my head, I'm trying to imagine how 
this works and I, i've never done any of the trench runs like when you go to adepticon and stuff like that i know or gen cons people usually set up a trench run i've never mm -hmm. done any of those or even seen them so i don't know how they how they play out but i you know just even in my head as i'm trying to figure out like if it was all four of us playing with all 10 ships like how and you're trying to do a trench run how would i set up and i can honestly imagine like a, a, a scenario where the rebel side instead of instead of sign um instead of setting up in one of the board edges on this on the edges like the short edge set up at the at the end of the three by six mm -hmm. and then the empire sets up half and half on each side across so that it you so know make it like a t like exactly a yeah that way they, they, you know they're you're going like the entire rebel force is going at the same time and then the empire's caving in from from both sides type of thing um again i'm just trying to think like thematically how yeah how, how you can make it work but it'll be interesting how they do it mm -hmm. uh but it'll i'm also would be interested to see how people tweak it to 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 fit you know their imagination yeah i'm gonna guess that those like death star trench tokens are probably if if, if you're playing on a three by three you like set them up at some certain range from each edge and it might make a like a lane or something of those uh something of that sort uh, or maybe you have to fly on top i'm excited to see what it is i don't know <laughs> I look forward I, to. I, I to assume you'll have to fly down the trench. Yes, uh, that, that we know for sure. <laughs> theme, theme, yes. GSP Death Star tokens. You guys want them? We can, we can, we can make that happen. I mean, I guess technically we did it. If you played in Galaxies, uh, to the last Galaxies, you got uh, some Death Star pins. Um, yeah, so this pack looks super awesome. I'm excited to see, um, you know, what it what it brings to our fun times, and uh, you know, it's gonna have an impact on, and I think this is, it's gonna have an impact on not just casual play, but it's gonna have an impact on on uh, on competitive play as well. If those pilots are priced to be, you know, if they have value in uh in a normal squad in a normal squad um a little bit of just random speculation here do you think you'll be able to bring hmm right, maybe that's a stupid question i was gonna ask like do you think you'd be able to bring a standard loadout pilot and customizable pilots in one no, squad they got pips i don't mean the same pilot i just mean like could i have Luke Skywalker, Battle of Yavin, and then like Wedge and Tilly's, the yeah. normal one. Yeah, Red of course. Two, My yeah. understanding is that you can just take the standardized one and plug it into a, a regular squad, and and it just gives you a different variation than the other Luke Skywalker would or than the other Hot Solo would. Mm -hmm. But it's still, you know, it's still just a regular squad. Right. As you said, like the title is so important because mm -hmm. it's Battle of Yavin, Luke, Battle of Yavin, Aiden. Love it. I love it. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, on this pack, my friends? 
seems like we are all good. No, I, I, I don't. I mean, and, and I don't have anything myself. Okay. Just excited for to see more in this pack and more packs like these in the future. All right. I agree. So if you were a creative, creative director, decision maker, what's the next battle you would do? Let's get some preferences out here. Well, of course not. Boom. Goes goes for it. I, so just, I, I just I just feel like you pick a new era, right? And you rotate the eras, right? Okay. So you've done you've done an original trilogy. Move on to prequel or sequel. I think prequel has a little more juicy stuff to work with. Maybe um, definitely has one of the more larger battles yeah that's a huge but i guess if they didn't want to do the big battles in the later parts of the trilogy and wanted to look at episode one i guess they can do the battle of naboo Mm -hmm. just don't know how much they can really pull from that other than just here's n1 starfighters and vultures but i think coruscant's probably the main one Mm -hmm. other than that there might be some space battle uh, that's prominent in the Clone Wars series, but I think they want to hit movies first. So I think Coruscant's yeah. kind of the the main one you can look at for the prequels. I'd say the one where I don't even know what it's called. I don't know any of the names, but the one with all the bombers and Rose uh, Rose's sister. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Everybody sweet. hates that movie, I, I, but that, that opening scene super cool. I, yeah, I that opening I've, I've, was really I've dubbed good. that uh, Escape from Dakar. Mm-hmm. So that's resistance trying to leave that planet as the first. Because you get you get X wings, A wings, and bombers in that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think they technically fly the couches off of the they planet. Do. Yeah. Oh yeah. There Billy we go. Lord jumps in one. And resistance transport pods, and then oh. tie FOs, ties Fs, and then you could say because later on in the movie you can put the silencer in there too well see i mean that's what i was going to say is uh like a three-part three mission just doing the whole last jedi where you have kylo and the silencer though he doesn't really fight much uh other ships in that uh same goes for ray at the very end of that movie when she comes in with the falcon on the gunner um you could kind of you kind of just slot those in there with that same just battle pack. Just a little bit, it's okay. <laughs> How about the battle of chase the frigate until it runs out of fuel? I mean, hey, that's that's one. Yeah, it would, it would be, be epic. It's a real it's a real life situation. Sometimes you run out of gas, and then the bad guys catch you. All um, right. I I would be down. Now I know there's uh, there's not too many ships in it, but I do think uh, the Battle of Hoth would be, have some fun mechanics. You gotta spin around the uh, the objectives, right? Mm-hmm. To tie up time up with the tow cables. Yeah, so it's 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 a in uh, in atmosphere battle type of thing right. right though i get in the movies there's no other ships to like just that one and and it's just snow speeders fighting ground forces so they'll probably get skipped but i think it'd be a cool one-off scenario like droid soccer mm-hmm. I, I i think hoth could still happen if they incorporate not only the the land start but you know because eventually they escort 
the GR75 with X-Wings and I would assume some Y-Wings in there. You just don't see it in the movie. Um, maybe even A-Wings uh, exist. I, I think it's kind of funny that a lot of people are like, there weren't any interceptors in the Death Star. Like, I, there were interceptors in the Rebels TV show. Like The Death Star was huge. We yeah. might have had at least a squadron of interceptors. No. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm not allowed. <laughs> Only <laughs> I don't I don't watch them cartoons and read them books and comics. It's not my hashtag, not my Star Wars. Yeah, they had defenders long before the Battle of Yavin, so I'm pretty sure they could have yeah, finagled some interceptors. I think that was a little unique. That was like the defender, but yeah. we saw more later. Would you be more excited for Battle of Scarif or Battle of Endor? Scarif. Scarif gives you an opportunity to give a lot of pilots that we've never had cards for. I think that mm, I'm mm, yeah. That's where I'm. That's yeah. And you at. need more Blue, Reaper Blue pilots. Squadron, Reapers, Strikers, U wings. Uh, they still um, had Gold Squadron in that uh, battle because yeah. they bombed the uh, Star Destroyer. Oh man, make make a red five before it was Luke. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes. What's that guy's wow. name? I have no idea what we would all know after they make that card. We all know his name after that. We would oh. find out. Oh, that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, U wings and, as well. Yeah. Uh, VCX was there. Yes, we did see that in the va- uh, the Battle of Scarif. There it is. All right. Love it. There's our there's our new Hera card, right? Oh, that would be a way to get us a Hera card. <laughs> that's not banned. <laughs> yeah, that's not like some weird errata, right? Uh-huh. It could just be a quick build. Oh, yeah. They're sorry, standard loadout. <laughs> Apologies. <gasps> As everybody gets offended, love it, love it. All right. Well, um, we are going to go ahead and close it out for the night. I know Marcel had a nice little nap, so this one probably seems super short for him. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. I am uh, I am excited. Um, to... Side note, Cellbrute yes. in the chat did provide proof that back in September at the last mini extravaganza – they did say these scenario packs were going to happen, and they said the first two would be Battle of Yavin and the Siege of Coruscant. Nice! Yeah! 47-minute uh. mark in the link provided in the chat. Siege of Coruscant is likely the next one, based upon what they've said in the past. There it is. The proof is in the pudding gotta love it a reminder that this upcoming weekend is the first galactic championship qualifier uh solace as of right now we have around 60 players signed up looking forward to seeing you guys this weekend of course if you're not playing make sure to tune in live and participate in the galactic championship series you need remember there's five rounds four rounds gets you into the cut three rounds gets you an invite to the finale galactic championship event in october so looking forward to that um we we have what other x-wing things we have going on in the community here uh over the next couple weeks i know uh xtc is getting ready to start soon what what's the deets on that 
Uh, we are uh, finalizing lists this week. Uh, and then we head into, uh, let me see. This would be, let me double check the schedule here. Uh, June 27th will be the first round of the XTC group phase. Uh, we, of course, also uh, have a Kuiper Cup uh, going into the uh, elimination rounds mm -hmm. now after five rounds of Swiss. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, they're doing a play-in round to make it, uh, what do I want to say? It's like like the top sixty four, but not if you could imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's like what the it, they're trying to get to an even top thirty two. So they're doing the right. what some are calling the wild card round. Yeah, that's a that's mm -hmm. a good name for that. That's a good name for it. And over the next couple of weeks, we also have uh, so we have next week the Sullis qualifier the second week of july i will be in orlando florida streaming the planning the planning phase syndicate uh open there in uh, orlando florida that'll be super excited then we hit back the week after that for another galactic championship gen con we hope to be there at all we let me say we will be there in August at Gen Con, I am still in talks with AMG trying to see if we can stream. So we're either streaming uh, or playing. I mean, we're playing in anyway. Everybody gets to play uh, in the GSP crew. Um, but uh, hopefully we're able to have a camera there uh, for you guys. But we have at least one uh, premier level event planned over uh, – sorry, at least two premier level events uh, over the next couple months each month and uh, basically one online and one in person so should be uh, super fun if you want to see that full calendar breakdown head to our discord in that under upcoming events and uh, thank you everybody for hanging out with us for everyone here at gsp be smart be safe gold ryan do you want to say something i saw you raise your hand I did actually. Yes. Um, we're starting. The summer is like in full swing right now. And I've yeah. come across something that um, I would like to use this platform to ask for assistance, but also could help the entire community. Ooh. If you are someone or you know someone or an organization of people that are helping build customized play kits for local store level events, Please make it known and post online links to how to acquire said kits. Um, we don't obviously have yet store level kit support from AMG. So anything that people have made and customized themselves, um, make it very well known. Also get in touch with me. I'm trying to get my local scene back up and I would like some... Uh, I, I already got a stash of extra prizes that I will to give out out of my mm -hmm. stuff. But I would also like to uh, see what the community has already made up because I've already come across one or two so far that I found actually really cool. And I think more people should know about them. All right. And I know, Brian, I did see your message before we went on air asking about, are we going to do something? Uh, and I'm waiting on an answer from something else before I can answer that soon maybe all right to be continued to be continued yep all right everybody be smart be safe gold squadron <laughs>